Radio.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The Gamezilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. Gamezilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, co-host, Jazzy Fiddle. Producer today, what up? Can we get some, like, depressing horns? No, I'm just kidding. No. That's because you don't know where they're at. (laughs) And I'd like to introduce producer, Cable2KX. What up, dude? (laughs) No Deadite Night today. He is still um, recovering and I believe flying home from WrestleMania. So we will be Deadite-lessness. Dis, is, bis. Oh, words. Okay. All right. You're learning, your, you're learning your buttons. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. That was for you, Deadite. Yeah, no, Shout out to my homies. No Deadite today, but we're going to try to we're gonna try to wing it here. I put Jazzy on the board and want him to learn this side of it because he hasn't had the opportunity. So bear with us. If there's a few hundred issues, it's Jazzy's first time, and we all know what Jazzy's first time's like. Yeah. Very disappointing for all parties. <laughs> I led you to, you could have pitched that anyway. <laughs> All right, we'll roll with it. But welcome to episode 151 of the GameZilla podcast. <sighs> Man. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I uh, I had the entire day to just kind of relax and work on the show, and, and it was it was a nice change of pace. Normally I'm you know at work, having to do my job. At the same time, I have a one-hour window at lunch to try to get the whole show ready. Um, and yeah, it, it was nice to have more time to prep and especially knowing we we're going to be shorthanded. Yeah. How are you doing? What, what have you been up to? What games you've been playing lately? Uh, well, the greatest thing in the world happened to me this past weekend. Um, I was watching some league of legends and I was like, man, promo tournaments happen. Team liquid. Yeah. made it back in the LCS. My boys hashtag TL win. That's a shout out to this to uh, sci-fi AJ cause that's his team. So his boys be back in it. Um, and then uh, I had a long-lost friend of mine. Uh, you may know him. His name is Grimlock. <laughs> oh, God. I knew this was coming. He called me up, and he's like, man, I did something dumb. Uh, you want to come hang out? And I was like, oh, well, this is always a party. So I come over, and he's like, you want to play League of Legends? I was like, what? What? You want to play League of Legends with me? And then we uh, we were able to play five games of ARAM, and uh, holy crap, we did well. It felt real good. Yeah, um, for someone that took about four months off a of league, four months, yeah, yeah close. Take, I uh, I came back with a vengeance. Mainly, it was because of my my new purchase that I that I I don't even I don't know why I did it. I just I just I was at the store. I don't think anybody knows why it was there, and I bought it. Okay, like that's all I can say. Like. I only put it, I only put the tip in just a little bit, okay? Like I didn't go full on, but I did drop eighteen hundred dollars and buy a seventeen inch Alienware laptop because Ooh, that's a few I... of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ethan just lost his job. Like he's oh, he's killing it over here. <clears throat> but no, um so yeah, I picked up a new laptop and I was really excited about it and, and that 
led to League of Legends, which then led to, I think, some of the best league I've ever played. Uh, there was one time, and I'm sorry for everybody that's not a huge League fan, but for anybody that does play League of Legends and knows the character Nar, it's this little cute, fuzzy-like rodent guy, all right? And then he builds Rage, and as his Rage bar caps out, he turns into this giant, like, gorilla-esque, huge-armed, like, beast, and just starts walloping on people. And you were able to pull a move off where you're the little Nar in, in his original form, and you do that. He has this hop move where he could jump on somebody's head and then like bounce himself forward. Oh, I'm aware. You do this hop move, and then mid second hop, you turn into Mega Nar form, and you just swipe four of their team into a wall and stun them all, and then our team just cleans up the rest. Yeah, it was, it was, I was like, like that was <laughs> semi pro right there. <laughs> it's routine, man. I mean, come on. Like, that's easy. Uh, no, but when I did it, I about crapped my pants because I was like, holy shit, I've seen this in League. I've watched people play NAR, and I was like, man, I wish I could play NAR like that. And, la- and that night when we were playing, because I've been watching so much in ALCS and, and paying attention to the pro side of League, I started to think about my characters and, and think about I want to try to do this, right, and whatever the move is. And instead of like I was with League, I was always afraid, right? I was always afraid to commit and 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 be the the, the reason why we lost a match. But that night, I decided like, hey, fuck it, I I I'm gonna try, I'm gonna do this. And and for the most part, I landed most of everything that I tried. But that yeah, that nar that nar game was uh, it really brought my confidence back in playing that champion. Yeah. It was something. It was something special to me for real. Yeah, I know. I got you really excited because you know now the way the way close to my level. The way that I work is you now know I'm obsessed and I'm gonna end up just putting a ton of time into league. I've got a really good month and a half that I have to exploit before you go (laughs) into your you know, your coma of league again. I don't know because we'll have uh, we'll be coming out of splits. Then we'll we'll have uh, we'll have our winners of MSI, and we'll be going into the second half of the season. I'll be getting all amped up for the uh, the NALCS championship. So uh, I don't know. I think this might be a long run here for you. This is how much I want my friend Grimlock to play league with me. I every time there's a new skin that comes out for a champion I know he plays, or like a cool new figure on the Riot store, I immediately text him continuously the skin and the statue or figurine so in hopes that he will come back to play league with me he'll be like oh it's a cool skin i'm gonna pick up league again all i gotta do is get you to go onto the game to, to buy that skin and then hopefully you know it'll dig its hooks in and you'll be back but well like pugma right now has got me like really like sweating it man i'm like man i might i might have to i might have to i don't know i might, I might have to put some money into this game because i need that skin <laughs> so uh yeah, and then and, yeah and then we just got uh we got a reveal of the new champ that's coming out which is like a dual champ um you know a girl and a guy and it looks interesting how does that work she's a girl and a guy i'm sorry it's like two champions they're separate okay like that was confusing it's confusing cuz they show this like bird right they show like this yeah. phoenix but the one wing's smaller than the other so you're confused well then the silhouette ended today they showed they showed that it's actually two separate people a girl that fights for what's right and a guy that fights for her, I believe is kind of how they phrased yeah, it. Yeah, something like that. So, they but, have something like that, like Kindred. Like Kindred's yeah, got like the right, wolf not spirit like two, and the lamb. That right. are like to kinda, they're separate, but not like together as yeah. the same like being. But It's always interesting to see how the mechanics work when you have like the two people, you know, the two uh, champs. But um, 
the bigger news was that we're getting Star Guardian Ezreal, we're getting Pulse Fire Caitlyn, yeah. and these are characters that I like to play, and those are the skin those are some of the skin series that are my favorite. Project skin being my favorite of all time. We're, we're not getting any new project skins, yeah. unfortunately. We are getting Dark Star Kha'Zix, so that looks really cool. Yeah. But Show enough league cool. talk. Um, what Did you play anything else? Um, other than that, I uh, was doing a little bit of Hearthstone because uh, in the middle of this month, which is April we're in now. Um, good, good job. Yep, good un, job. Ungoro's coming out, so I'm you know, doing my daily missions to collect my coins so that I can just buy a bunch of packs when that comes out, so... Other than that, it's just I'm not like competing or like trying hard or anything like that. I just log on. Okay, you got to get, you know, play this many druid cards. So I make a druid deck that has all cards in it and just try to complete the quests so I can get the coins. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I played the I played the league, and then besides that, I put some time into Horizon Zero Dawn and and then mainly uh, Snake Pass and Has Been Heroes for the Switch. Um. Has been heroes. I think we have a piece of that later on, so I'm not going to get too into it. But uh, Snake Pass, um, an interesting 3D platformer that is for twenty dollars is um, I'm enjoying it. I don't want to sit there and say it's you must buy, but if you are into the the 3D platform, collect some puzzle pieces and and try to find all of the you know coins or things like that to move on to the next level. Um, I think I think you would enjoy this game. It, it's it's surprisingly um, impressive, and the the snake mechanics are really cool. Actually, like having to slither so that you could build up speed, things like that, and then how you can climb things by wrapping your body around poles, but you actually have to like uh, control your tension of the snake um, to to c- control the grip. Um, it's uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting game, unlike anything I've played so far um, on the Switch. Cable 2KX, did you play anything new? I want just the new games. The answer is no. No. <laughs> but I did watch Attack on Titan Season 2, Episode 1. We're not, we're not oh, an anime here show here. here. We go. What is Build so your weird? own goddamn podcast before you try to hijack it with your anime shit. I'm not hijacked, but it just I'm trying to class up our, the podcast. Oh, class it up with your bullshit, okay? Anime's God. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. Okay. By the way, anime is sweet, but it doesn't have a place in in this podcast. Unless it's Cowboy Bebop, then we could talk about that all day long. Cable, Cowboy Bebop for life! Cable, if you really wanted to class up the podcast, you could go to DetroitBeardCollective.com. All right? They have everything you need for your facial hair needs. You could look classy along with attempting to try to be classy, which you're doing, and take care of your face. They got butters, they got balms, they've got combs and shampoos, and, you know, they don't sell beards, I hear. They even got shirts. Oh, my gosh. They even got shirts. hoodies. What goes best with your beard? Shirts. They even got beard shirts. Beard no, shirts. don't have Dude, that. Dude, that would be cool, though, right? I just gave an idea. Yeah. They're going to go platinum with shirts that, whatever that means. Shirts for your beards. Copyrighted. We'll I just want them to bring back their Transformer beard shirts, okay? It's in their damn commercial. They look fucking awesome and I want one. I want two actually. I want an Autobot one and Decepticon one. Make it happen DBC. I had the Red Wings hoodie one that is sweet and I stopped wearing it not because I don't love you Detroit Beard Collective. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the fact that the wings are horrible so I couldn't rightfully wear wings stuff when they're doing so bad but DetroitBeardCollective.com Offer code MCGAMING at checkout. You could save 20% on $25 or more. 
FMC Gaming. Use it. Show our love to them because it helps us, and we appreciate it. Plus, we love their product. I use it every day. You I could do. also hey hey what 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 do you I'm got to say, say? I do too, but I like how we can't talk anime, but we can talk whack ass wings. What? It's at least a Detroit team. We're called Motor City Gaming. I was talking about the Detroit Beard Collective hoodie that people could buy from them. Listen, if you want to influence the show and get early access to the GameZilla Alpha podcast by supporting us on Patreon.com slash GameZilla podcast, so that way you can tell Cable to shut the fuck up, just like Adam Fairley says, hey, dorks. Hey. And Cable, shut the fuck up. Doesn't actually (laughs) say that, but I had to throw it in. Wondering what specific piece of music, not an entire soundtrack, has stuck with you over time and gives you the nerd chills whenever you hear it. Would be cool if you could even play a few clips during one of your shows. So hopefully Cable did his job and has a few clips ready for us. My two that's are not his job. Instinct. Oh, no, it's his job. That's, that's his your job. job, producer. Shit, I didn't know I was the producer until today. <laughs> so, Adam, I am so sorry. We'll try to get something up on the YouTube uh, with these requests for you because uh, I don't know if you know t- this, but today's day one of my producer job, so I'm bound to fuck up at least once. I'll make I'll make an announcement. So on Alpha, we will we'll have a little side side piece with a couple of our songs. How about that? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. So good. we'll bring them to Alpha. But his two are Killer Instincts theme song and Alien Breed theme on the original Amiga. Oh man. So just one piece of music, not an entire soundtrack. I'm going to have to go to my opening uh, credits music I knew you to would. Twisted I knew. Metal 2. I just love that Twisted Metal, you know, sweet tooth. Of... <laughs> yeah, I think it goes my... in like... See, I'm going to give him a little bit since I felt bad that I couldn't actually play it. Yeah, I appreciate it. My favorite um, old school... And everyone will be able to um, to guess this one. You should get the button ready, producer. Yep. And that is Super Metroid theme, opening theme. Hit it. Killed it. And then my current favorite, or my I guess my like recent love. Hold on, we got a button for this? No. Okay. Is Axiom Verge intro. <laughs> that fucking intro song is so awesome. And I mean, it's yeah. You should give it another coin, just okay. for heck. Yeah. Okay. Now we're now we're where we belong. That's the level it deserves. Um, it. I mean, it reminds me a lot of Metroid, but that that intro on Axiom Verge is so good. And then the of course the Metroid intro. It's my ringtone on my phone. So yeah, gotta love it. Cable. Also, Mega Man Two. Oh, Battletoads for sure. Ooh, Battletoads. That's oh, a good one. That's yeah, a real good one. So he said that was the first thing that popped in my head. Was the first mission of Battletoads. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, we got a lot of news this week, so thank you, Adam, for the question. But we need to get into uh, some news. We have uh, companies filing for bankruptcy, Blizzard's teasing more reveals, and this game could help with PTSD. All this and more on the GameZilla Podcast. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. All right. Let's start with the negative news. Rock Band Guitar 
peripheral maker Mad Cats files for bankruptcy. Oh. (laughs) Company assets are being liquidated. After a difficult period of decline, uh, the the peripheral maker Mad Cats has filed for bankruptcy. Mad Cats has been unable to find a satisfactory solution to its cash uh, liquidity problem. Oh my God! Liquidity problems. Liquidity problems. When According shit to just leaks out of your butt. Liquidity problems. Yeah. <laughs> when jazzy fiddle problems arise, <laughs> you got mad cat issues. According to the former boss Karen McGinnis, former boss because they fired them as well. Um. All right. So the troubles became apparent last year when Mad Cats announced major layoffs during its financial report. Following, can you guess? Uh, Rock Band Four, yeah. I was gonna guess. Can that, we get though. a wah wah wah? There it is. Yeah, that's all you get. So the numbers are uh, being lower than expected for Rock Band Four by, I'm assuming, just gigantic leaps and bounds of how terrible this game did. Uh, these low numbers triggered a company-wide restructuring, part of which included a 37 percent reduction in its workforce. So huge cuts, and they were going to try to restructure and come out of this. Mad Cats, yes, they're known for building the you know the rock band instruments and things like that, but they've also they also build high end gaming mice. They build all sorts of other just you know accessories for home console and PC, and you know so I guess I didn't see necessarily a bankruptcy coming, but this is how bad it's been. The um, much much of the company's success and eventual lack thereof was tied to Rock Band 4. Uh, in addition to making peripherals for the game, Mad Cats co-published Rock Band 4. Oh, I didn't know that. They co-published yep. Rock Band 4 with the game maker Harmonix. Uh, or Harmonix, sorry. Harmonix. Yeah, Harmonix. Yeah. Uh, Harmonix 2 has, uh, has also suffered layoffs uh, announced today. They're letting go of 17 employees, so not... As big of news, but right. again, it's the same direction heading in a, in a negative way. And this ha- all stems from the fact that you the the music genre of gaming just it, it hit this wall because you saturated the the market so so much back in the day that everybody stopped making them. And then you come back, you know, a couple years pass and. Every, and the excitement was there. I mean, I know Cable was excited, but AJ was excited. We we were all excited. We're like, yeah, I, I can get back into this. I've been missing this. They made like a hundred million their first year. I, yeah, and so the the concern, you know, the problem was is that right out the gate with Rock Band Four and even uh, Guitar Hero Live is is the other one. Um, you had the same problems as the previous generation of games, where it was like, oh, um, there's a defect in the in the drums, and we don't we, we don't have enough instruments for everybody, so we can't supply in the, the demand, and, and it just it just they fumbled everything, and I was like, how do you fumble it after fumbling it three additional like you think you would learn right like hey we fucked this up, uh, we even fucked it up a second time, we got this on the fourth time, don't worry. <laughs> but nope, we didn't. So it it's sad. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see because um, all of the company assets are are being liquidated. So it, it will be interesting to see if someone picks up like the the uh, the Rat Gaming Mouse, which is a high end uh, performance gaming mouse, or other um, assets be be bought up by other companies. So we'll see that. I'm sure in the in the coming months, as far as if there's anything people think is valuable and wants to add to yeah. their assets. There's just too much out there, man. Like, 
There's too many high-end gaming mouse mice, I should say. There's too many high-end gaming controllers. Mises? Yeah. Mises. And as far as harmonics goes, like, man, like this that genre is like dead. Like it was cool when it first came out, and then it was like, oh, and then there's DJ Hero, and then there's Rock Band, and then there was, you know. Hey, don't knock DJ Hero. DJ Hero. I'm just fine. saying, like, and all those were really cool for that time period, but it's like, I don't want to say gimmicky because they weren't. I thought that they lasted a lot longer um, to be considered a gimmick, but it's just that kind of genre is dead, and you can't just regurgitate those every year like a Call of Duty and expect everybody to love them. Yeah. So I. It, it's sad. I never like to see any uh, any gaming company that I grew up with. I mean, Mad Cats has been around for a long time, and uh, so to see them bowing out is uh, it's sad. Uh, you know, I, I wish the best for all the employees that are going to be looking for new work, and you know, um, hopefully, hopefully they they can all find something and, and stay in the industry that they love. This one's for you, Mad Cats. All right, so we also mentioned Harmonix lays off 17 uh, people of their staff. All rock band developer um, are, are, were involved in the ra- latest rock band. They're, you know, uh, they j- this, is, this is tough news because Har- um, Harmonix just released Oculus support. Wow, excuse me. Uh, Oculus supported rock band VR last week. Now, this is a, that's a game that we played at PAX East. And. They also uh, are looking at building or looking at releasing the VR karaoke game Sing Space, uh, which was supposed to be mid this year. So we will see uh, if you know if that's still in line or not. But they're ba- right now they haven't. It's not doom and gloom. They just simply said we we had to make these cuts so that because we're restructuring to um, basically with what we believe our out you know our output is going to be this year. We can't support this many employees so again you know hopefully for the people that have been displaced they can find work and um you know harmonics has had its glory days and i'm hoping they can find some magic and and rebuild themselves to you know back to those days so all right let's get on to some positive news something that i think cable's gonna lose his mind and if deadite was here he would just steal this whole article from me but there was some weird leakishness that happened here it came from jazzy again i think but jazzy leaks insomniac spider-man game will reportedly release this year I can't. This is a game that we know nothing about. We we've we I we haven't even really seen gameplay. We've seen some some fun, pretty CGI you know video, but I but we haven't seen we know nothing about this game. And it is a uh it it's a special game because it's kind of the start of Marvel's new focus, where they're giving these game companies the the they're giving them the licensing to Spider Man, but then they're letting them create their own world their own story their own what you know they don't have to like hey yeah you can make spider-man but it has to be based off the movie or yeah you can you know you can make spider-man but you have to do you know a b c and d so um it's pretty pretty interesting but the reason why we got this news is because uh vice marvel's vice president ryan uh Penagos had said that insomniac's officially up uh undated spider-man game will be released this year in a stream Spotted by, uh, spotted and captured by Reddit user Gaming Since ninety five, Peggy, Peggy, oh my God, Pen Agos says there are more on the horizon for twenty seventeen, like Spider Man coming to PlayStation four. There's some small cause for doubt, even uh, even though, 
he's not directly involved with Marvel's game division. When asked for comment, Sony simply said, we don't comment on rumor or speculation. Uh, Insomniac has previously only said that it was hard at work on cool stuff to share in 2017 and has never mentioned a specific release window. So, Well, no, duh, they're going to backtrack on themselves. They're, oh, well, this is all rumor and speculation. Uh, maybe because... You know, the movie comes out this year, and they want to, I don't know, maybe E3? Like, happens right around the same time. They probably want to, like, have a big reveal or drop. Uh, I'd say maybe E3? Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see gameplay E3. Oh, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll get a lot more information. nothing to do with the movie. It won't have anything to do with the movie, no, but, but you're going to build off the hype of the movie. Right. Like, you're, 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 you're relaunching Spider-Man right now with Spider-Man Homecoming, and, you know, um, it looks like it's finally going to be Spider-Man... Like, like we should have hope in this new franchise that they're, that they're launching here, but uh, or the re- relaunch of this franchise. So that that does uh, a, the movie comes out in July. Yep. So that means yo um, E three would be June. So E three would be just before the movie. So yeah, I could see you know there's gonna be a lot of hype around the Spider Man movie at that point. There already is, but there'll be even more, and that would be a great time. Plus, it's E3, of course. So it'd be a great right. time for Insomniac to step up and say, all right, here's some gameplay. And, and, and you know, the crowd gets all hyped. People are screaming. They go, and it's dropping this November or this October or something like that. You know, just, like, drop the mic and walk away and be like, holy shit. We knew nothing about this game. Now we've seen gameplay. It looks amazing. And it comes out, you know, in three months. Yeah, exactly. And they drop that. And then, oh, wait. The following month, there's a Spider-Man movie. So then people go to see that, and they're like, oh, now I'm really excited to play the game. This is going to be awesome. I can play it in a month and a half to two months. <gasps> Mind blown. Yeah. Wow. Like, does does that marketing work? Sounds like you might have your shit together. Plus, I love I love Insomniac. I love the look of, of the Spider-Man. The, the, the outfit is so... It's cool. It's different, and and I'm I'm a huge fan of it. So yeah, I'm loving the white spider. Yeah, the white spider is cool. The weird the the weird like uh, almost slight armor he has yeah. on like his uh, knuckles and, and and like arm area. It's just it's real interesting. I wanna I'm you know when you when you if you're a fan of Spider Man, you always kind of no matter what universe of Spider Man it is. You kind of want to know the story of his suit, right? Like he either he made it, or Tony Stark made it, or you know, like like there's always those, you know, or you got the symbiotic suit that like attached to him. Like there's always something around the suit that that plays a role. So I'm I'm interested to learn what this uh, what this one is. I will lose my shit if they make a PS4 Pro like Spider. Man <laughs> oh man, I will lose my shit. That will be that will be the one that replaces my stock PS4 Pro for sure. That I would I would love just a man, could you imagine if it was actually the colors like red blue with the with the white spider? Yeah, that's what I'm like. Oh I'm my like, god. I, my I huh. <laughs> huh. You know it'd be even better oh. is if they had that like almost like rubberized uh like reptile like texture grip on it. To where oh, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like your PS4 Pro has the suit on. Yeah, it be like they they've done it with like matte and glossy paint to make it look like that, you know? Right. So, yeah. Web, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, we got to stop talking about this. Yeah. Your PS4 Pro shoots webs out of it. Okay, now now you to get just... you a beer out of the mini fridge next. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, all right. So speaking of rumors and hype and everything else, Overwatch uh, creator Blizzard is teasing an April correction eleventh, right? 
11th. So, so they originally reported the 12th. It turns out it's April 11th reveal. One day earlier for your enjoyment. So Blizzard is gearing up for Overwatch announcement on April 11th. Um, and it was a it was a tease on these uh, that surfaced up on social media. The official Blizzard Twitter account for Australia and New Zealand posted a brief video accompanied by the message, initiating archive declassification. Mission files unlock 12th of April. So check out the teaser. We can check out the teaser on their social media um, with a glimpse of what seems to be a new tracer skin and then seemingly unreadable QR code, which give it about 32 seconds, and someone online will have uh, decoded it and shared what it is because people are crazy. You don't read it. Exactly. It's, pro- it's probably already there. Yep. The, the tease was also posted on Facebook but has since been removed as such. It's possible this was posted prematurely and may eventually be pulled from Twitter as well. Uh, in the event it's taken down, you can watch a YouTube mirror of footage uh, right through IGN. So that's stuff that we'll be sharing on our page. But the we don't really know what it is, right? We, yeah, there's what possible tracer skin. Yeah, there's, uh, there, there's some map um, adjustments being made. What but there's also something that's supposed to be happening this month that was confirmed by Overwatch as far as the month, but we never had a date. And that was Overwatch World Cup. <gasps> So we went through Overwatch World Cup once already when the game, you know, first kind of got started, and, and we watched a the whatever the first ever World Cup for Overwatch, where different nations gathered and fought against each other in a bracket style system, all the way down to I think it was Sweden versus USA for the final, wasn't it? I think so. Um, Who won? I don't know actually. I, I kind of think it was Sweden, unfortunately. That sounds right. I was watching a little of it. Didn't watch the whole thing, but like they kind of had our number in the ones that I was watching. Yeah. So, so um, but it, it worked out really well. But they they had this video with with one of the creators from Overwatch, and they simply said April will be the start of Overwatch as far as so it's already been going right. The the uh, competitive the competitive league's already part of it, and how they pull for the nation is really cool. They pull the top hundred players from each like nation and that's how you qualify so like like cable right now play just play <gasps> just playing cable. overwatch just playing overwatch is technically eligible to make the national team if he, if he was good, if he was good enough which he's not so that's it's okay so. cable but, to the world cup Co- wait 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 correction correction Cable's daughter to the World Cup. There we go. That's more accurate. That's more accurate. So, um, but it, it sounds really cool because this next time around, they're they're evolving it even more, where it's going to be very similar to other World Cup or our large competitions, where it's uh, starting in April. They're going to pull. They're going to pull that talent, and then they're going to start group play. So they're going to build. Out of, the, out of all the nations, they're going to build groups with four teams per group, and then each team will play each other you know, X amount of times, and the top two of each group, get to, they leave group play, and then they go into the actual playoff, the actual bracket, where um, you know, then, it, then it kind of turns more into like that March Madness style, like you know, win and continue on until the championship. And I believe, I don't know if they've announced it yet, but I believe the championship will be held similar to last time, which will be at... BlizzCon, because that is where they held the championship last year, uh, which would be November in California, uh, which is a show that we're trying to attend. So that would be really cool to be able to uh, be there live for the the finals. Right, Cable? Yes, sir. How excited are you? I'm very excited. I can't wait. 
Cable tickets go on sale in two days. I know. Yeah. Are you, you going to try to get one? Oh, I am. Yeah. I'm God. broke, but I'm going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm broke, but trust me, I've been working the corner real hard so I get my ticket. Sucky, sucky, bye, bye. Um, but yeah, so th- this is exciting. I think I think that's that's my my prediction. Yes, we're gonna get some map tweaks. We're gonna get some meta changes. We're gonna you know maybe get some new skins. Um, but Lucio. But I think I think the other big news is is gonna be around the uh, the Overwatch World Cup. Also, we need a Lucio skin. Blizzard, listen to me. Lucio has plenty of skins. No, Lucio needs a cool skin, all right? He doesn't have... Out of all the champions that you could be in Overwatch, tell me Lucio doesn't have, like, the most lackluster skins. The most lackluster skins is Soldier 76. He needs a skin. Oh, that's true. I agree with that, too. I'm still rocking a Halloween skin. Yeah, I'm going to say Soldier skins are probably the worst. They are. They're terrible. And I I, I literally, I'll run his, like, stock. Mercy's got some bad skins. No, Mercy at least has, like... She's cool the as a imp. witch. She's cool oh, she's as an imp. Yeah. She's cool as doesn't doesn't she even have a Christmas one too? No, no. she had a, she had an Olympics one. Yeah. That was a was a decent skin. You know who didn't get an Olympics one? Soldier. You know who didn't get a Christmas one? Soldier. You know who didn't get a Chinese New Year one? Soldier. Soldier needs some love. Give me some love, people. Soldier needs love. Anyways, sorry. He's the best DPS in the game. How much love do you need? Now, the pro Overwatch player here, uh, Cable, do you have any predictions about this t- about this reveal? Is there anything that we're not covering that you think we're going to see? I think we're going to see a new animated short. Ooh. I think it's going to be the one that leaked a while back from May. Oh, May one? Yeah. Man, I just got real excited in my pants. <laughs> Great. Love them Asian thick girls. <laughs> She's like Russian, dude. No. 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 No, yeah, that's Zarya. I'm way off. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay. Anyways. Next news story, First of all, time out. First of all, time out. Even if if Cable was completely wrong on his statement, he's still right about his statement. About what you like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so you just just say yeah. Just say yeah because he's right. He's right even if he's wrong. All right. Yep, next news story. Next news story. Is um Final Fantasy 15 director has DLC plans for the first non-party character, and this <gasps> is some of the most exciting DLC um, for Final Fantasy and for a lot of games recently. I uh, I'm all about this because it's about a character that you do want to know more about, and that is the villain, the the you know the bad guy. Yeah, thank you. The villain. <laughs> the villain. Just thought um, you know. Bring it down. Yeah, of uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen, which is uh, Arden, and so you know, if spoiler alert, if you haven't played Final Fantasy Fifteen, he he is kind of that he is that one that character that's you know pushing Noctis and 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 seems to be kind of like at first you're not sure if he's befriending you and kind of helping you and betraying the the evil empire, and then you start to realize he's just he's totally like leading you along this path that he wants you to take. For particular reasons, and I'm not going to get into, uh, but he's a very interesting character that you kind of like that they do try to tell you a lot about, but then it's like so much information just packed into such a little time frame that you're kind of like, all right, I get it, I get why he's bad, but man, I wish we kind of like spent a little more time on this. And now it looks like we're actually going to get this DLC where you're going to be playing as him and and really building out his character more, which is super cool. Yeah, I didn't like the guy. 
bad vibes. Real bad vibes <laughs> right from the beginning. I'll, that will make for some great DLC, though. Like, he's a character that really deserves a DLC in this game. Like, although for me, it made me feel uncomfortable. The guy's kind of creepy, but um, it made it so that he was an important part, part of the story. Enough to deserve his own DLC. Yeah, so the game director of Final Fantasy XV did come and say, you can absolutely look forward to seeing that. That's all he told you. He didn't give you any dates, he didn't tell you when, but he did say it's being worked on and that you are going to see it. So that's that's really cool. Obviously, uh, we just got the Gladios uh, yeah. DLC, and they're still working on the uh, other two support characters. Ignis and... Prompto. Prompto. Yep. So those two are still on their way as well. Plus co-op multiplayer. Yep. Just oh yeah, it. they are working. Yeah, that's true. And we still haven't seen what the uh, still haven't seen what the VR aspect of the game is going to be because they yeah. are they are still going to be working on adding some sort of VR capability to the game. So a lot of cool stuff that's gonna that's that's neat because after beating that game, there there was some replay value and there's some side you know other missions that you could play afterwards, but. This is really bringing me back into the game, getting you know, and I already have the season pass, so it's all included for me, which is cool. Yeah, I'll definitely hop in to try the co-op multiplayer with you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next up we have Telltale Games Guardians of the Galaxy Episode One release date has been announced. It is dropping April eighteenth. <laughs> That's like a couple weeks away, and. Yes! Yeah, so if you're not familiar with uh, Telltale Games, it is more of a you know um, story-based point-and-click like uh, what, what, what do you want to call it? I mean, uh, like the a best mist, way a I mist describe- riven, you know, mist <laughs> yeah. type type game. Um, it's an active comic book. Yeah, that's the best way yeah, I can describe it. That's a good it. way to put it. I like that. But uh, they do a great job. I've I've watched uh, Brick Bitch play Wolf Among Us. It was super good. I've played the. I'm not a huge fan of The Walking Dead, and I enjoyed season one of The Walking Dead. Uh, Back to the Future, Jurassic Park. Like, there's a bunch of them made by by Telltale, and now we're going to be getting Guardians of the Galaxy. And this is another piece to that new Marvel initiative where they're giving these companies the ability to kind of create their own story. So this is not directly based off of the movie that's right around the corner. This is its own thing. Uh, Episode 1, which is called Tangled Up in Blue, is coming out April 18th. It will be coming out on the uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, iOS, and Android-based devices for $4.99. Everywhere but the Switch. It's true. Telltale also announced that the Guardian of the Galaxy Season Pass, which will be available in North America on May 2nd and internationally on May 5th. So you'll be able to, if you want to wait until May, you'll be able just to get the, the whole the whole run of the story, which usually is about five episodes about um, that complete, the completes a, a Telltale game. But the cool thing that happened with this reveal is that Telltale also showed at least one of the series' antagonists, which is the Mad Titan himself. So you can go take a look yeah. on our Facebook page uh, in uh, Motor City Gaming. Yeah. That's you can check website. out your first look at Thanos in a series in the screenshots. So, um, And they'll be dropping a new trailer this Thursday. So in a couple days, you'll be able to see a new trailer dropping for this game, which will uh, hopefully expand on... You know Thanos. You know what what's what's going on with Thanos, and and maybe a little bit about this story that we're going to be getting into. But 
I'm excited. Uh, and Guardians comes out in May. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'm excited about this because the I like Telltale games and and I've gotten into a couple of them, but this is an IP that I love. So like I'm like okay, I like what Telltale does with their games, but now you're also doing it to an IP that I love. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy this day one and and just and have a blast with it. So yeah, it's gonna be hard for me to say because Apocalypse is my favorite mutant of all time. But Guardians of the Galaxy was my favorite Marvel movie. It's hard for me to say because I really love Apocalypse. Yeah, but that movie was so like was, I went into that movie not knowing any really anything about Guardians, and it just it blew me away. So like yeah, I it just won you over for sure. Every character I liked, the it was just it was great, and I'm so excited for the second one. And now I'm so excited that this is coming out and it's its own piece. So that's what's important. Like. I don't want to go watch the movie and then go play a game that's just basically like the movie, except half-assed because it's not two hours long in a full-length movie. So, like, that's where I'm just very excited that this is going to be its own unique story. Uh, and you, and part of that is proof is that we're seeing Groot in this as a in his formal former glory, full-size just beast. Yeah. Where clearly, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the trailer for the new Guardians, he's mini Groot because he's regrowing himself after uh, sacrificing himself in the first movie. So, yeah. Move over, Hearthstone. Guardians is the new pooping game. And you can play it on anything almost except yeah. your Switch. That's a little disappointing. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> Next story. I, watch I, it. First of all, Chris, that is definitely a game that could be supported on the Switch. Yeah. Out, of all games, yeah. out of all yeah. games that you want to fight yeah. about, that game can definitely be played on the Switch, okay? <clears throat> now, a game that probably won't ever see the light of day on the Switch, Destiny Two, has been uh, revealed. We had the we had the reveal trailer come out. We we talked a lot about it on our latest Alpha show. So you can head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, wherever the hell you want to listen to our podcast and uh, listen to episode five of the Gamezilla Alpha, where we talk about Des- the Destiny Two reveal. But some more news came out after we did that show about the expansions. So I wanted to just take a quick second and say Destiny 2 expansions seemingly center around two returning characters. So we're going to be building off of the Osiris and Rasputin characters. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with Osiris, it is the it is really the whole reason why Trials Trials of Osiris, the you know the the most difficult PvP mode in Destiny, it is all based around this like legendary warlock, uh, Osiris, and we really haven't gotten a whole lot about Osiris yet. You know, we just know that. He's a badass. We know he's a badass, and we know Trials of Osiris is based around him. Now it looks like we're actually gonna get some story, you know, built around him, and some story built about Rasputin, which is the um, Warmind AI um, character or giant rope computer, master computer, whatever you want to call it. Uh, which we did have some side story in yeah. the first game. He comes to and fro from. Yeah. So Rasputin you know. was a was a uh, a Warmind AI built to protect the the. Um, you know the planet from the darkness originally, and kind of has gone into hibernation, or gotten or gotten hijacked, or you know, or infected. Yeah. Like there's been many reasons why it's been either a burden to us, or um, it's been trying to tell us something. And now we're going to build on top of that with the expansions. The other interesting thing to uh, to 
to mention here is that in this this new leak, and this leak came from a document that was sent out to a lot of uh, game companies and things like that to help understand how they can explain to new to to the gamers what's happening. Um, they did mention that the first DLC will be hitting winter this year, so you're getting the game in September eighth. You're going to have expansion one winter this year, and then the second expansion would be early next spring. year, spring. So, and then summer, and then fall, and then winter, and just keep doing it, Destiny. Yeah, but what they're basically showing is that they're like, yeah, you're going to have a main story arc. We're going to give you out the gate, and then, but don't worry, where last time around you ran out of content, and everyone was just like, well, see ya. Now there looks like they're trying to build it up where it's like, hey, we got you covered until summer of 2018 out the gate. Like you're guaranteed, you're guaranteed content until summer 2018, which by then, you know, we'll be on E3 again. We'll be, you know, we'll be cycling through the same, the same, you know, system and we'll uh, hopefully know about the next set of expansions. Don't put out a turd of a game, Bungie. Again, you can hear you can hear our concerns and things like that on the Alpha Show, where we really dive into the reveal trailer and we talk about what what we liked, what we didn't like, and and what we need to see from Bungie this time around. So, but interesting. Uh, I picked up the limited edition from there was a GameStop exclusive, so the expansion passes are included. And well, yep. uh, that's ba- I'm basically giving that's the shot I'm giving it. It's going to get my initial money. It's going to get two expansions, and that's you know that's Bungie's window to to show me that they learned from Destiny One. EA confirms Battlefront Two is going to be revealed for at Star Wars Celebration. So I know you want to give it some bad horns, but like first of all, this is the last Star Wars uh, celebration. They're not going to have it every year anymore, so we don't know what the what the frequency of the show is going to be. So I think this is kind of cool um, that they're going to be oh, there. My bad. That they're going to yeah, they're going to be here for this. It's going to debut then at, at April fifteenth at Star Wars Celebration, and we're going to see what uh, what Dice has come up with. Have they learned that? Hey, we built a game that was real pretty. And after people put about 20 hours into it, they realized there wasn't anything else. It was a very hollow game with with and the the mechanics to drive people to keep grinding for really cosmetic reasons weapons. wasn't there. Well, the weapons know, weren't even all that different. No. Let's be I mean, real. you don't need weapons, though, in my opinion, because we grind no problem. We put tons of hours into Overwatch for what? Loot boxes that give us nothing. But but Overwatch has found a way where we care enough that that cable. What level are you in Overwatch? Like three hundred and twenty-six. Three hundred and twenty-six. Okay. What level are you in Battlefront? Uh, you don't even know, right? Exactly. So that's what I mean. Like what what's missing in this game that doesn't have that same pull to you? Why? And, you know, like, the gameplay was fun. I think when we played it, we had a lot of fun with it. The The different modes were cool. We didn't play, we didn't move around them a lot. We we stuck with, a, with our select few that we enjoyed the most. But, you know, as they added space, you know, space um, battles and, and, and the Death Star, you know, mode and all this type of stuff, it built out but it just never felt like a complete game it never felt whole and and really you know after a while you just were like why am i doing this and and everything that you got everything 
Didn't matter if it was a skin, a different gun. It just felt the same. It was just like it didn't feel the the game. The guns didn't feel different enough. The, if you if you worked your way all the way to the final gun, it didn't feel like there was really any type of increase in power. And you know, overall, it was they tried to take the model of Call of Duty or Battlefield, which obviously they're they're they 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 work on Battlefield, um, and, and it just didn't transition well enough. What really threw me off on this game was the fact that the DLC weapon, well, not the DLC, but the pre-order weapon was actually one of the strongest weapons in the game. Yeah. If yep. you didn't. Yeah. Han's yeah. pistol. Yeah. Um, they need to find a way to bring it to non-Star Wars fans. Well, Like, I think if you're a Star Wars fan, you pick this game up, and even it, though it was lackluster in actual <laughs> gameplay, like, it's Star Wars, so you're into it. Like, they need to be able to bring... People that are kind of mediocre to you know low Star Wars fans, and they need to give them a game that they're gonna, they can enjoy to continue playing it, even if they're not big fans. I mean that's important, but even you're talking to me who is a huge Star Wars fan, and I still quickly lost interest in it because yeah. there just wasn't enough there. I think that you know the problem with Battlefront, and I even had this a little bit back in the original Battlefronts, is that it's tough when you're sitting next to a computer that's controlling you know a uh, a Jedi. Or, or like a Sith or something, and you're just this stormtrooper, right? And you're just like, you're like, why do I even matter? Like, you know, yeah. like you're like the, you're the cannon fodder yeah, of the Star and, Wars universe. And at the same time, I get it. Like, I get why they do that. You know, in the sense of like an epic battle, and that's why the battles are so are so big because you know you're like that one that one Jedi. Yes, he can do a lot, but he can't win the entire battle himself. Like he, you know, Jedi's are powerful or whatever, but they're not going to be able to just go ahead and you know take the entire fleet down. You know, they need they need help. And normally, when they spawn, and you do get to beat them, like your character randomly gets to beat them, a person. Now, but yeah, everyone just dive bombs him, so he's out the game as soon as you get him. Oh yeah, they become a focus point for yeah. sure, and and. You know, it's the same thing like in the uh, ship battles. You know, when you when you were playing in some of the like the Hoth battle or whatever, there's um, when you would get put into an, uh, a snowspeeder, there was a chance that you could get put into the Millennium Falcon or whatever. Or no, sorry, that was one of the aerial fights. You get, there was a one Millennium Falcon and one Slave One, and then there was just a bunch of X wings or Tie fighters, right? Yep. And you get put in, but there's a, there's a uh, a percentage that every time you spawn, you had a chance to be the next Millennium Falcon or whatever, right? And it's just like, again, I I feel like because you have these like you have Luke Skywalker and you have the Millennium Falcon, so that. When I start to play and and put all this time in as a stormtrooper and then as a rebel and as a you know like it just I you you can't have them without Luke and the Millennium Falcon but I also think it takes away from the game because you're like all you want to do is be that yeah. all I want to do is fly that you know and so like I, it it's weird it's a hard balance and I think Dice has a you know has a difficult road ahead of them to try to make this game where it retains the players. You know, it sold well and, and and initially looked good, and it was super pretty. I mean, it really showed the potential of, of their engine, their new graphics engine. But then after that, it just fell off. I mean, and it fell off hard. So, I mean, I think Jazzy gave just gave someone his copy. Yeah. He's just like, here, have this. I mean, the funnest mode in there was when um, it was Heroes versus Villains. That is a great mode. That was like when we found that mode, we just played that for the like, last. Such a good mode. I've got an idea. 
What's that? Story mode. That too. You have no story mode in that game. Yeah, if everybody wants to be Luke, put him in the story mode, and then just have the Tie Fighters and stuff like that in the multiplayer. Like the problem, the problem with story mode is that it's never been in Battlefront. You know, like yeah, I feel like I know how many times, how many times can you tell the story of Star Wars? Like, yeah, like maybe that's what it's missing. Maybe it needs a little bit of single player content or or co op. You know, where it's like. You know, hey, we're going to go into the Battle of Hoth. Well, the four main factors of the victory of Hoth or the four main factors of the, you know, the fall of Hoth, if you want to change history, were these four characters and you can team up and play together, you know. Like that that could be a cool a cool concept yeah. that you add in, but it's also a lot. You're talking about a lot of work to do that. So we'll see, but... Um, that will be revealed April 15th at Star Wars Celebration. So that's pretty cool. Uh, next story is Rocket League mm. is evaluating mm. whether to bring the game to the Nintendo Switch. So. That's my coin. Do it. I, I don't know what you're yeah so we're looking in, we're looking to see what kind of true community demand is there is um here's the demand fucking do it like digital only I don't even need just put it on the eShop I will buy it like you gave me you do gave it. me Rocket League for free on the PS4 I'll buy this bitch 20 bucks 25 bucks done here it is I can play Rocket League on the go again I'm at lunch. I'm at work. Sit down in the cafeteria. We got eight switches usually sitting at work amongst our you know, amongst each other. And you're telling me we can all team up and play some Rocket League together, two on two, you know, three on three, whatever. Like, oh my god, yes. I mean, yeah, I get it. Mario Kart's coming out, and I, you know, but after Mario Kart, like, you have nothing. Like, I'm, I'm talking to Rocket League. I'm talking to uh, um, Nintendo. and Nintendo. I'm talking to both of them, right? Like. Mario Kart, when you launch Mario Kart, it'll last until you put the next Mario Kart out. Like, I'm not saying, like, you're in trouble. But what I am saying is that for a variety of racing slash car-based games, it you have a, you have a, a market share that does that's not saturated. You have Fast RMX, which is a launch title and is going to fade. And then you have Mario Kart, which doesn't isn't the same style of game that that Rocket League is. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, there's not a mode in Mario Kart that's anything like Rocket League. So, why not put Rocket League on there? I can't imagine that it would be too difficult for you considering you've developed Rocket League to be on PC, PS4, Xbox, like it's it's on all the consoles. Put it on this system, you will sell copies. I guarantee it. I will be one of your first for sure. This is what I don't get. They say they're evaluating the community. Um, the last time I checked, it's not on the Switch, so there is no community. Here's an idea. Put it on the Nintendo Switch, then evaluate the community. Well, I think they're evaluating their community, and they're seeing what they're, they're seeing the, if their community has invested into the Switch. That's you know like it's wor- it's yeah. it's worded poorly but I that's what they're doing right they they have their community that's what they care about their community has grown with them from a PC only you know unknown indie game to the ph- the pheno- the phenomenon that is Rocket League so um you know the vice president did say that the studio behind the game is evaluating the p- the possibility and the various factors involved including true community demand and technical limitations in bringing the game to the Switch 
So uh, just like all other platforms, we are evaluating it. We're looking to see what the technical requirements are. We're looking to see what kind of true community demand there is. And we're looking to see how it would benefit the community as a whole. So we're still in the evaluation phase. It's definitely too early to say that it wouldn't happen, but it's also definitely too early to say that it would. And that was uh, the quotes from the vice president of, uh, what is it? Um, what is the company called? Uh, Psyonix? Psyonix. Yeah, Psyonix, sorry. But yeah. Um, <sighs> they just need to do this. Like, at the end of the day, it Rocket League was the number one digitally downloaded game in 2016. Correct. Over everything that came out. Yep. Now, given part of that was the benefit of it being free for one month. Yeah, that's true. But the Nintendo Switch is, like, you can't get it. People are, are like, lining up outside of stores on a morningly basis to see if they even got one in stock so they could buy one. And Nintendo's already come out and said they're doubling their production to $16 million by the end of this fiscal year. So you're looking at the possibility of being able to have a fraction of 20-plus million people download your game. Yeah, which is uh, extremely important, and I, I do agree with you that it's a no-brainer. I think I think we, as long as the limitations that they spoke of aren't going to hinder it, it you'll see it on the Switch. But I do like that they've stuck to their ways, and that is that they've shown over time that they are a community-based company, and so what we're going to, uh, what we're doing first is seeing what kind of impact that would have, and who needs it, and who wants it. The game um, will go, and then we'll go from there. So luck- luckily, the platform's only been out for a month, so we have plenty of time to look to see how it's doing, and what our audience wants. So I would be shocked that your audience isn't already just, now that you've came out and said this they're not already just you know barking at you like yes 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 but at the same time i do appreciate that you are sticking to your you know the way that you do things and letting your community voice their opinion so that you can react to it because they're the ones that got you to where you are so you know it's the same thing it's the same thing that we do here i spent today the last couple days uh talking with our patrons being like you know because uh we're moving into the april giveaway right so for our mega gamezilla level patrons we do our monthly giveaway well we hit our triple a level so this is our first month where we're giving away a triple a game like horizon zero dawn or zelda breath of the wild or something like that so you know there's there's questions about how it works because we have a lot of new members in that level and Instead of answering those questions with the way that, like, I think we're going to do it, I basically, I want to turn around and talk to them and be like, what do you want? What do you guys want? This is your giveaway. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting the game out of this. You are. So you tell me how, what you think, you know, you, how you want it, and then based off of the majority of that group, we'll make some decisions. And as long as it's, you know, as long as it's doable... Then, then that's the way that we want to develop this, and that's how that's how Rocket League builds everything, and that's honestly why they've had yeah. the success that they've had. The fans have the power, so everyone go to Psionic's Twitter page and get Rocket League onto the. I got it. You did the switch. That's cute. <laughs> I like this board thing. It's it's it's, it's, it's addicting, right? So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, also they they did come out and say that they have surpassed twenty five million registered players. Twenty nine. So, well, IGN has now reached twenty nine million. Uh, is what they confirmed. 
confirmed to IGN that they've hit 29. Yeah. But back in January, it was 25 million. So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're, you're right. As of now, they're at 29 million. So you're talking about this game again that started as an indie that that you know real underground, no one knew about it, and it's on the level of Overwatch. It's on the level of Blizzard. Yep. If you haven't played, if you haven't played Rocket League. Give it, give it a shot. It's a lot of fun, simple, easy pickup. Play a few matches, put it down. You know, similar to Overwatch, where you don't have a huge time investment if you're limited on time, and that's why I think it fits so well on the Switch. Yeah, perfect to uh, run a few matches on that lunch break when you're with you know seventy of your friends at work that have Switches. Unlike me, who have zero. Yeah, that that that's disappointing. But you know, we get some online gameplay going, and then you can jump in on your lunch and join us. Yeah. All right. Last story. Tetris might prevent PTSD. It's early and more research is needed, but this is uh, this is interesting. Now, there has been some uh, research put into this in the past, but a new study says that playing Tetris might prevent the development of post-traumatic stress disorder. So, Tell me more. Oxford University, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this next one, uh, Korolinska Institute in Sweden, uh, actually that might have been too bad, had people involved in car accidents play the puzzle game with six, uh, within six hours after entering the emergency room. These people who played Tetris were then found to be less likely to have PTSD in the future. Our hypothesis was that after a trauma, patients would have fewer intrusive memories if they got to play Tetris as part of a short behavioral intervention while waiting in the hospital emergency department. Uh, this was said by Emily Holmes, a professor of psychology at the Karolinska Institute. Since the game is visually demanding, we wanted to see if it could prevent the intrusive aspects of the traumatic memories from becoming established by disrupting a process known as memory consolidation. Yeah. Now the study only involves 71 people, so Oxford and the other institute want to test a larger group next time. Holmes added that this is early days and more research is needed, but um, Tetris is decades old. The game is getting a new breath of life in different ways in the near future. First up is Poyo Poyo Tetris for Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4, which is releasing soon, uh, later this month, I believe, April 25th. Um, so, and then further out is a Tetris movie trilogy that I I totally forgot about that oh, they're actually yeah. trying to make a movie about Tetris. I I can't believe that's actually still happening. But super cool news. I this was something yeah. that I was like, yeah, we have to end the, we have to end the news section with this because that is um you know that is very interesting. It, it, I kind of like I get how it could help, and uh, you know I always like hearing. Um, how the gaming industry getting involved with uh, with stress relief or or uh, like children's hospitals integrating video games for kids to that you know that can't get out of the hospital so that they can make sure that they're still enjoy trying to enjoy some time and they bring in their friends and get the game and they kind of forget that they're in the hospital you know it just creates that you know it's the same reason why you know I'm an artist and I like how the art has been brought into the bring uh, brought into hospitals to try to heal with you know with with art heal with art basically yeah. but um this is interesting um it hit it hits close to home because we we do have some team members that have dealt with ptsd um that you know are, are also are huge tetris fans and they um they have not i guess necessarily said yes it works but they understand why it would work because they've experienced both sides of it yeah. you know 
Tetris is the perfect game for this because it's very, <laughs> very mentally stimulating with, you know, the speed up and slowing down of music to the different color variations to shapes. Like, it's just, it gives your mind a lot to think about. And it's a really cool concept uh, being able to say, like, hey, don't think about this future stress. Think about this instead being Tetris. And then your brain just kind of, like, you yeah. know. It makes me think that, you know, we, we they use Tetris, but I think a lot of puzzle-based games, and, and you got to stay away from story, right? You don't, like, because you don't want trigger points. Like, you know, you're playing... Right. A, you, any video game can help. Yeah, but what happens when you play a game and, you know, this person just got in a car accident and then there was a car accident in the game, right? Boom, you just lost them. So, like... The fact that you're playing a puzzle game that really has no story, it's just all about r- repetition and, and you know that, that deep thought of like continuously thinking about where that next piece is going, continuously thinking about this, which is blocking off everything. If you've ever played a puzzle game and you've gotten in those high levels where, where the pieces are falling <laughs> frantically, mm-hmm. you're not thinking about anything other than where the hell the straight piece is because I need a straight piece. Where is the L? I need the L. Oh, my God, I need that squiggly thing. Dear God, where is it? You know, like that's – and so you're just like – you're blocking yourself off, and yeah, that that could uh, in that early in the early time of a high stress, you know, related situation, where you are sitting there dwelling on it, you're sitting there just burning yeah. burning it into your brain. Now you're not, and that's very interesting to see yeah. that this could help uh, help a ton. So, yeah, I was like that with Doctor Mario on the sixty four because it'll have the piece that's actually in the the pill bottle itself, and then. Uh, the two next two up there and a lot of people are like oh well yeah where am I going to put this one that's falling down I'm like man I already know where the second one that's coming up is going like well, yeah, that, that means <laughs> I don't good. look at what piece yeah. I have I look at the piece that's coming up after the next two like that's why you're good. That's why you're good at Tetris. Yeah. We get we get it, Brad. Okay, you don't have to brag about it. Okay, well, it's Dr. Mario, but not Tetris. Whatever. That's why you're good at puzzle games. Okay, we get it. You yeah. can think fast. I mean, that's the point. Like you have to be. That's, yeah, the, that's the way the you're going to beat your opponent is by being ahead of them, and and yeah. and the further you can be ahead by by knowing your next three moves instead of your next one or two, that's going to give you an advantage, right? I so. mean, I know I'm awesome, and that wasn't the point of this. I was trying to say like this game pushes your mind to like not only think about what you're doing at the time, but like your next couple moves, so you're never you don't really have time to think about anything else. True. All right. Let us know what you think about any of these new stories or if Tetris has helped you in some way. But uh, you can hop on over to the Motor City Gaming Facebook page, and that is where you'll be able to read all these stories if you want to read the full story. And then head to the GameZilla podcast group on Facebook. It's a closed group, but everybody's welcome. We keep it closed so we can control the spam. And head there. It is a it is a community where we're talking video games every day. So there's all sorts of cool stuff from people sharing, you know, the daily deals to talking about new stories like this and all the way to scheduling raids on Destiny with friends. That is what GameZilla is all about, and you want to be part of it. Head on over to the GameZilla podcast group on Facebook. Ooh. Emails? I think it's time for some emails, and you want to push that button. The FBI yeah. has just sent <laughs> yeah. a letter to GameZilla, informing them that they have discovered new emails. Downloading GameZilla emails from info at MotorCityGaming.com. Okay, Jassy, fiddle your GameZilla mailbox is up to date. 
Oh my god, take over the beginning of the emails because I gotta fade this out. Oh my god, welcome to emails. There's nothing here in the dock, but this is emails where you can send in emails and emails emails with uh, some emails. Just call me Cable2KX minus the bad words. I didn't curse. I know, but I'm just saying, I just kind of did what you did, but just without the F word. I, sub- I substituted emails. Friendship? <laughs> yeah, friendship. But welcome to emails. You can send in your questions to the show at info at MotorCityGaming.com. Yeah. And we want to try to answer all your questions. But please understand, if you send in a question and we don't answer it this week, we're saving it. We will get to it. But sometimes we get so many that we can't fit them all into one show. But Jazzy, go for it. The Glitch says questions for the show. Oh, that's good. Thank you for Hmm. letting me know. Interesting. Thank you. Yeah. Jazzy, now that you're done with Breath of the Wild, what is the next game to beat? Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Because you didn't start it yet. Absolutely. Next. Okay, Grim, when you finished Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn, what is the next game to beat? When I finish Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn, because I haven't finished either one, my next game to beat will be Persona 5. Oh, nice. Mm, yes. Uh, Cable. Yes. Same question. What's next after Horizon Zero Dawn? Final Fantasy 15. Mm, good Man. choice. Good choice. All those spoilers. I didn't give any spoilers. I've been avoiding them. I still don't know the end of them, which is great. No, that's, that's good. That's a, good that's job. A good game. Good job. Good game. You're going to like it. Have you heard that they redid the uh, Chapter 13? You know, the chapter that's like way different than anything else in the game? Oh, yeah. Like the chapter that everybody hates? Yeah. They supposedly have like altered it. Like there's an option where like it's a completely different chapter now. I almost want to go back and play it. I want to go back and play it because that was just a disaster. Right, because we had heard that they made some tweaks to it, but now they're saying that, like, like, there's a whole other option now. Yeah. Yeah. I remember playing through that I didn't mind it, but it was was kind of – it was different. It was one of those ones where it's like I got sucked into that game and I didn't want anybody else to, like, kind of – oh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything for it. But I remember calling you when I got to that level, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, what's going – like, is this whole level like this? Oh, yeah, you were you were pretty distraught. I forgot I forgot about that. You yeah. were actually very distraught about uh, whatever that – you were like, I don't it. understand what happened to this game because this is completely different. Yeah. If the whole game was like that, we would be talking about how it was the next No Man's Sky. Let's put, oh, it, that, yeah. let's put it that way. That's what chapter 13 is. Yep. Thank you for the question, Glitch. Next questions come from Sci-Fi AJ. What games are must-haves for a successful beercade slash barcade? Burger time. Jazzy, you're up. Uh, Turtles in time. Ooh, uh, you mean Turtles Arcade. Turtles Arcade, same difference. No, it's not. But Turtles Arcade. Absolutely. Yeah, Turtles Arcade. I thought and Turtles in time. I thought you'd go for something else for sure. Cable, you're up. Simpsons. Yeah, there it is, Simpsons. Yeah. Next up, Tron Legacy Pinball Machine. If you don't have it, you don't have Grimm's approval. Next up. And you want Grimm's approval. Multiple other pinball machines. Fact. Including Ghostbusters. Sweet. Star Trek, the new one that Jazzy played because it's badass. Yeah. From the new movies. Also, you got to have Marvel vs. Capcom 2. You got to have Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Even if it's got an all greened out C- CRT monitor, I'll still play it, right? Yeah. Right? Right, Five Mile Rick? We fucked that shit up at Pinball Pete's. Yeah. And let's be real, like, we're big gamer fans, so this is what we want to see, but you got to have, like, the, you know, the uh, the dome hockey. And oh, the yeah. Bubble, bubble hockey. Got to have bubble the, hockey. The air hockey. Got to have the basketball. The basketball, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, I do the let, comments. let's pull out a couple more a couple more classics though. We're we're getting into the Dave and Buster's zone here. Like we're getting a little Dave and Buster. Yeah, I want to go back to the classics, and I want to say we we definitely need to add in there an old school, not on this new shit, but like an older version of Silent Scope. I was always a fan of Silent Scope with the ex- yeah. with the LED or the the LCD screen inside the scope. It, it was such a cool game. Big fan of that. You got another one, Jazzy? Oh, I got one. Oh, good. Well, then go. Oh, Time Crisis. Oh, yeah. Time, Ooh, yeah. Old Time Crisis. So none of this new double double duck bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Plus that little like claw vending machine where you put a penny in and you get candy. Oh, God. What did we say about not Dave and Buster's? I like candy, though. They don't have that Dave and Buster's. They do have that Dave and Buster's. Do they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they do. It's next oh. to the big clums. <laughs> yeah. Next question. What can we ex- expect at Nerd Barbecue 3.0? Ooh, you want some spoiler alerts, huh? Yeah. So Man, there's I'm only not one sure. answer. I'm, Epicness. Yeah, I'm, saying, I'm not sure that I can uh, disclose that information. All I can say is if you enjoyed Nerd Barbecue 2.0 or if you were part of the OG 3.0 is just going to be that much better I mean I don't want to give anything away but there's going to be really really good food really really good gaming the cops might get called because we're going all out so gaming on just, 20 inch screen. just be ready because it's going down and the invites will be going out soon Yep. Have you ever been wasting time on your phone in the bathroom at work so long that your leg fell asleep? Oh, every day. Yep. <laughs> every, day. every day. I had to read this question because that happens. Like, I'll be on my phone, like, checking social media or, you know, playing a, a game on my phone or now that I have the Switch, the Switch, and I'll be leaning up on the toilet with with my elbows and my legs, and then I go to get up and I, like, fall into the tub because both my legs fell asleep because I was sitting there for so long. Yeah, I don't want to get myself in trouble at work, but let's just say, um, yeah. I've been called out before by particular people. No names will be uh, mentioned invalid, but... Sometimes when you're, you know, in the bathroom for quite a long time, your elbows are usually placed on your thighs. And because of that, they get very red. So that is what, at work, that's how we know that you've been fucking around too much in the bathroom, a.k.a. is your switch on you or maybe it's just your phone. Nonetheless, we know you've been in the bathroom because you got, you got bathroom elbows, okay? You got bathroom elbows. We know what you've been up to. Get to work, bitch. <laughs> Cable. We know you fall asleep on the toilet, so. I've never. Yes, I have. Take that back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, since I can't have my phone in my work area, I normally don't have my phone near me. Can you have a switch, though? Nope. Uh, really? Nope. Why? Because it has a camera. It does not, though. Switch does not have a camera. Oh, I thought it did. Yeah, so if it doesn't have a camera, are you allowed to have a, a piece of technology? Yes, sir. Now the switch just all of a sudden got a little bit interesting for you. It does a little bit more. Oh, well, Rocket um, League. I on do the switch. I don't. Maybe. I don't like to. I don't pull from the Twitch channel that often during the live show, but I have to on this one because the the Brutus one. Oh, yeah, or, Brutus. Or sorry, maybe it's British one, but it's or British. Brutish. Maybe one. you're British. And Brutish a brute. one. Uh, leg falls asleep while while dropping a deuce means diabetes. So you uh, might want to check that out. 
Yeah, I'll think about that. Yeah. I mean, my legs fall asleep, but that's, again, mainly it's because of my... <laughs> I get really into my games, so I drive my elbows into my thighs, which then I'm sure is uh, cutting off blood <laughs> supply to my yeah, legs. That's, that's usually what happens, but... Thanks for the advice, though. Yeah. Our next one comes from Brick and Mortar. Ooh. Brick and Mortar. New patron. Can we get uh, Can we get some um, some some Street Fighter Street Fighter music, please? Oh shoot! I'm not Which sure. One people is that this one? Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, let's get let's get let's get a little warmed up here. Okay. Yeah. Last Read week last last week we made an announcement. This week, we're making a bigger announcement because we got a new champion of Patreon, Brick and Mortar! Oh! How you doing? <laughs> Sorry, BMC, but you got booted after one week. We got a new champ in town. His name is Brick and Mortar, and thank you for your patronage. Bye-bye, bitch. Top patron, Brick and Mortar. Let's hear his question. Man. What is the most difficult game you guys ever played? The answer could also include a game that is so broken it was difficult to play. I remember buying a used copy of Ninja Gaiden for the original Xbox and could not beat the first boss. I took it back and bought a GameCube game. I felt bad about it, but I don't have time to get frustrated by video games. <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody can guess mine, but it's a game called Brink, and it's a piece of shit! <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I Love hate Brink. that. It, has anybody ever played Brink? If you have, hit me up over on Facebook. Okay, go into the Gamezilla podcast or the Motor City Gaming page, wherever, and tell me you've played this game because it is by far the worst piece of shit I've ever played. Best I, game ever. I don't think th- I don't think Thor the movie game on the Nintendo Wii was worse than Brink and Brink. That's how bad Brink was. Okay, I didn't want to get into it. Also, a wonderful game. No Man's Sky. I would. I would. So I would just. I'd sell all fourteen hundred video games I own, and keep No Man's Sky. If you told me that I had to choose between No Man's Sky and Brink, I'd play No Man's Sky religiously. Done. No problem. Not a problem. And I'm talking vanilla No Man's Sky. Okay. Do you own this game, Brink? No. No. No, I do not. Like I own a lot of shitty games. I do not own Brink. And to be fair, I probably would if I came across it for like, you know, a quarter. But, <laughs> but, but, but I don't own it, and I'm very happy that it has not found its way into my collection, even though I have bought some some lots of garbage when it comes to gaming. Yeah. Um, I've had my games that I've thought were super difficult, but I want to go current, all right? Because I've been playing a lot of Has Been Heroes on the Nintendo Switch. I love this game. It's awesome. It's like side scrolling, turn based, you know, got a plants pick your for lane, zombies. Plants for, yeah, it's just an awesome blend of a just really cool style game. And I can't beat the first boss. And then last night, finally, I beat the first boss. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm going to level two. This is awesome. So I make it through the map on level two, and I get to the boss, and I couldn't beat the second boss. Oh, surprise, surprise. It only took me 76 times to beat the first boss. So then I lose, and what happens? I gotta go all the way back to level one! This is... There's no <laughs> way anybody's gonna beat this game. There's just no People, way. Someone already has. What are you talking no about? No Someone way. has already beat this game. So Fucking cheater. Okay. First of all, I'm going to... I'm gonna call you out a little bit, okay? Because we've talked about this. 
This game acts no different than any old school retro game where when you die and you run out of lives or whatever, you start over from the beginning. And we bitched about how games have gotten too soft, too easy, too just, hey, I get as many continues as I want. I get as many lives as I want. I got checkpoints every three steps that I take. You know, like, and this game is the opposite of that. And I'm enjoying it, and I know you said you are oh, too. Oh yeah, I'm having a blast I, with it. I haven't even, <laughs> I haven't even beaten the first boss. Okay, so you should congratulate yourself because I, I haven't even fluke. beaten the first boss. I think it was a fluke. I've gotten I think to the what point. Is you called me, and I accidentally hit the button, and like you died. <laughs> I got to the point where you had like a, a sliver. I was like, oh yeah, I got this bitch, and I got too excited, and I wasn't paying attention to one of my lanes, and one of my one of my characters died, and I was like, no. Wait, wait, wait! Just let me go. Wait! Oh man, the, the game is brutal. It it is brutal. The the uh, strategy of the game is really interesting and fun. And I didn't. I, this is not my style of game. I am not a turn based fan usually, but this game is unique. And for twenty dollars on the Switch, it is. Uh, it's a. It's very interesting. Very fun. Yes, I can see where people hate this because it is very difficult. It is. You're, you're going to go back to this old school mentality where it's like, hey. You either get through it or you pay the price, right? And um, I could see where people make it very far and then die. And we don't technically have confirmation that if you get to the third level, you'll drop to the second. Yeah, You true. might get to the third level and drop back to the first. You don't know. And if that's the case, that's when the game will start to lose its interest because it took me... Uh, you know, 76 s- tries. <laughs> no, like if you think about the time that you're going to investigate to that fourth level or that fifth level... And then you die and you go all the way back to one. Are you going to want to put that that time into it again? Yeah, no. Yeah, you know, and that's Not you know happen. dying after the first level and then starting the first level over and over again. Like, yeah, that sucks, but yeah, it, but it, you don't feel as bad. But man, yeah, if I got in multiple levels and dropped all the way back to the first one, I'd be like, I'm out, I'm out. And th- though I'm not knocking the game for doing that, it's just it's it's a it's a decision they made, and because of it, it's a Dark Souls difficulty style game. Yeah. That you're going to, you know. And maybe I'm missing something. So if anybody knows the answer to this question, hit me up on any of our social media. When you kill bad guys, you collect their souls. And then when you do die, these souls go into, like, this little cauldron pot. And then, like, when you get enough of them, you get two items. What the hell do those two items do? Can I not use them? Do they just go into, like, a list of items that I could collect? Like, what do they do? Is it just, like, is this, like... Kind of like trophies. This game doesn't hold your hand at all. You get a you get an early tutorial that really basically tells you the basics, and then you're you're off on your own. Like here's how I learned not to go backwards on the map. You have these things called candles, and when you go in a direction that you've already come from, you burn a candle. Yep. So I went back. I burned my candle so I could repair my stamina, and then I was like, oh, I'll just go lateral. I'll just go laterally down. That'll be okay. Nope. Because I'd already been to that point as well, it counted, and I had no candles. So guess what happened? I died. Yep. It wasn't like you can't do that. It was, okay, we'll let you do that. Game over. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Because I was that was my best round where I was stacked, man. I had some great spells. I had I had so much good stuff that I knew I was gonna make it to that next the next round or the second world or whatever, the second level. And so I made that stupid mistake just to go in a direction I've already been, and I didn't even get the chance to try to see if I could beat the boss. I didn't. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was so stacked, and I just made a dumbass decision, but I didn't know better. But now I know. 
Now I know. And that's the thing. The game teaches you brutally. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times last night that I was playing this game, I was like, I was like, this is so stupid. Why am I still playing this? I can't even beat the boss. And then it's like, and this is, of course, during like the death screen where like they're counting your souls. I'm like, man, this is so dumb. Hey, he hijacked it. Good job. No one knows what you're just referencing to. <laughs> Cable 2KX has a camera now, and you hijacked the Twitch stream. Yeah, you just hijacked the live stream. You know better than to sit there and pull and to point out the stream. Come on, man. You're not a rookie. Okay, so anyways, I'm like counting my souls into this cauldron. I'm like, man, this is so stupid. What am I even, what am I even doing? I, this is, I'm just going to go to the boss and then wipe again, and I'm just going to waste my whole night doing this. And then as soon as like the souls get counted... And I like that cauldron flipped, and I was like, hey, you got two new items. I was like, all right, bitch, you're going down. And then I play the full first level over again, and then die, and then, oh, this is stupid. All right, bitch, you're going down. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's been the only game I've played on my Switch since it came out. Like, I haven't gone back to Zelda. I haven't. I played a little bit of Snake Pass, like I said, but I've been playing a ton of Has Been Heroes because, it, like, I've been sucking horribly, but it's, like, been driving me where I'm like, I am going to beat this first level, and then I'm going to quit forever. But then I know I'll get to the second level and I'll have to try to do it again. And like the bosses are cool. It's like it's like gangster ass Rick as a skeleton. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, and and then like the other ones like this weird like like I don't know wizard monk like skeleton. So so far I've only seen two skeletons. Those two. Yeah. But who'd you beat? Do you know which boss it was? Was it the? Was it the weird like monkish one that had like the butterfly on his head? I think which one's the one that like spawns the ghosts and not yeah, like him. sends the army of skeletons. Yeah, the gangster ass Rick, gangster ass Rick uh, skeleton is the is the army of skeletons. Yeah, no, I can't beat the that other guy. guy the other, the other guy like clones ghosts of them where you can one hit them and they're gone. Yeah, where the other the other guy, the gangster ass Rick skeleton, all those skeletons are like legit enemies. They all have like full health bars and like yeah, and stamina bars, yep. and I'm like I'm like, yeah, it's overwhelming, man. It's crazy. Fun game though. Cable. Yes, sir. What's a hard game for you? Um, now that you're done stealing our fame. Any game other than Overwatch, because it's all he plays. No, I'm talking in the chat with everyone else, and we were talking about Double Dragon and Battletoads and how that game sucks. And I was Whoa! That, that sucks, but how hard it was. Sorry. There you go. There, there you go. Choose your words. Yeah, choose. Choose your words wisely. And I will probably say the one game that frustrated me more, but I still put quarters in it, was fucking... Well, you talked about it last week, was Bad Dudes. I played that game religiously when my mom went to Kroger's and shopped. I got like maybe five dollars and quarters, and I could never get past the first level, not once. And I don't know why I played that game as much as I did. <laughs> Bad dudes. <laughs> I just couldn't beat the first level. And Man, it was Bad dudes is getting a lot of love on this show the last couple weeks. Yeah. It's a horrible game. Like me and my brother try to beat it all the time. We can't get past. But the you first get to level. have hamburgers with the president. I don't see the problem. Dude, it's, that it drives me to be the game for sure. Yeah. I still haven't seen the ending of it. I, I went to look it up after the show last time and I just wanted to see the ending. Man. All right, thanks for the question, Brick and Mortar. Our next question comes from Also, Dwight. congratulations, champ. Yeah, champ. 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 Jazzy the champ. You want to be champ. God, I can't wait for Ethan to come back. Get yeah. him away from that board. Yeah, I love this board. Dwight says, yo, what up, fellas? Have a couple questions for you. What do you think is going to happen with PlayStation VR? I'm not big on buying systems at day one launch because of a variety of reasons. The first being to 
First being to work out all of the bugs and kinks in the first patch. Shout out to the PlayStation 1s through 4. The PlayStation's 1 through 4. So PlayStation VR, what's happening? Well, what I can tell from PlayStation VR uh, with the time that we've been spending with the industry, uh, with PAX South, PAX East, uh, and, and eventually here E3, but between the two shows that we've been able to go to, I'm seeing a lot of VR love still. I'm not. I don't see the the lack of support. I don't see it disappearing from the flo- the convention floor. Uh, you know, we got to see Farpoint, um, which was the the game that was advertised on the launch box of the VR system, where with the new like gun uh, mount that the that the um, move controllers plug into, and that looked. What I, I guess the big thing that I'm seeing is the second wave of games that are being developed feel like full-fledged games. They feel like full-thought-out, story-based games, not like demos or, hey, this is cool, but it's but it's more of like a mini-game, you know? Uh, like, yeah. Riggs, Riggs felt like a, like a real game. Resident Evil 7 is a real game, and you can play the entire thing in VR, and that is what I'm seeing at these conventions, is games that just look way... Like, like yes, it's only Gen two of the games of the game support for VR, but it looks like it's jumped leaps and bounds uh, as far as the the capabilities. Yeah, it's coming around. It's still new, so you know. I think the biggest thing that limits PlayStation VR and is a specific VR is that where Vive has cameras that track you, so that when you move, when you take a step, you it actually reacts to that. And I think the PlayStation VR is, you know, it's it's not as sophisticated in that sense, so it limits what you can do with the game. But, I mean, still, if you've played games like uh, Robinson's The Journey or Resident Evil 7, the immersion that VR creates is is legit. It is real. It feels amazing. Um, and it, it gives you a lot of hope for the future. And, again, from what I'm seeing in these uh, conventions for early access to, to a lot of these games... It, it looks pretty cool. I'm I'm still very excited for the future of VR, and yeah. and PlayStation VR. Absolutely, I, I agree with everything. A lot uh, E3. I honestly do. I think E3 is going to be surprised at how much PlayStation VR stuff we get. Yeah, I think uh, I think a follow up part of this question. I think um, Dwight Dwight right? Yep. Yeah, Dwight still um, is actually yeah. watching us in the chat, or he's watching us on Twitch, and he he said yeah that you didn't point out the fact that I see hella VR consoles on shelves and no one buys them. So recently the 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 stock has replenished and so yeah we're seeing them now but I mean they were sold VR was sold out from launch through the holiday through past the holiday and and sales which we talked about uh, several weeks ago P- PlayStation VR specific sales are are above what they projected. So even if you're seeing that that they are giving system that there's systems on the shelves that just means Sony's supplying the demand, right? Sony's not doing a Nintendo and saying, "Oh yeah, here's two systems, even though you need two thousand. You know, they're they're giving out enough that the people that want them are buying them, and the and then there's still some left over. And again, their their estimates were, you know, they wanted to sell. I think what was a like a um, I forgot what the numbers were. I'd have yeah. to go back and look, but it was like. They're they're months ahead of their schedule of hitting the goal they wanted. Like let's say in I don't know May, they've already hit it. They hit it in February. So though it may 
from our angle look like they're not selling, they're happy with their sales. For for a, for a device that's limited on games, that's talking Gen 1 on support, and, and we're still a little ways away before that next wave of games really showcase, I think they're doing just fine. And um, if anything, I think out of all the groups, the Oculus, the Vive, and the PlayStation VR, I think Sony's probably doing just fine, maybe leading the pack right now. Yeah. I have no concerns about the future VR. I think it is the next step. I think, you know, although it may have been a little slow at the gate, it's going to be the future of gaming. This is my personal opinion. And um, the best selling point is if you haven't actually, you know, had it on your face and been in, you know, in a game, like physically in a game to the to the biggest extent you could be, um, try it, and then that can definitely sway your opinion on, on how you feel about VR because... I was very skeptical when the launch came out too, and then I came over to the studio with Grimlock, put the PlayStation VR VR on, and then immer- immediately went out and bought one. Like it's just that cool. Like imme- immediately, immediately. Like, a, no like joke. I left his house to go buy one. Uh, one thing that was being talked about in in the chat, and, and it is important, and that, that could be the future for VR is that right now you're sitting at a four hundred dollar entry level into the base VR. That's with no move controllers. It's just a, just a VR headset. What also costs four hundred dollars? Everything else. No, a PlayStation Four Pro. Yeah. The other the other device that you well, sorry, you don't need a Pro. You can get the regular. But the other device that you need to even use the VR. So when I look at this device costing four hundred, which is the same price as a Pro, I have a real hard time understanding how this device costs that much. And I think the big the big like selling factor is that if they can get the cost down on these headsets. And they're not losing money on them. They said they won't lose money. You know, they, they, they came out the gate and said, we will not lose money. We're going to sell these at a profit. And they have been. But if you can bring out a VR experience for your PlayStation system at a $200 price point or a $250, that will be the next big piece. That will, that will, that will start to convert the non-enthusiasts, right? So me, I want, I'm a day one guy. Like I love, I love trying to get a hold of this stuff. And that way I can report it back to you guys and just, you know, and have, I like having that early access as early as I possibly can get it. But for the people that aren't like that, that just play games, they just want to enjoy it and and if if it doesn't seem like it's something that's going that's going to wow them out the gate, then they're not going to uh they're not going to support it day one. Getting that at a 250 mark yeah. is 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 a is a huge piece. I think 300 is still too much. It's too close to the 400 mark that's currently at. But you get you get the baseline of 250, and then you get the bundle price, right? Where you get the you get the the move controllers and stuff uh, at maybe like uh, you know 300 or 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 even 350, 100 dollars price difference, way better than 400 or 500. Yeah, and that goes with everything else. Lower the price, more people want to buy it. I think he lowers the price though, and all these new people, all these people that are like, okay, I'm buying a pro now. Okay, yep. a Spider-Man edition is coming out. Cable. I'm buying a Pro, but you know what? The VR is only two fifty. I'm going to buy a Pro and the VR. Because yep. right now, when you're like, oh, the Pro is four hundred, and the VR is four hundred. Yeah, just give me the Pro. You know, like that's that's. I'm sure that's a very common reaction. Yeah, and then E3 comes around, and then you hear that Spider-Man is going to be in VR. I was just about to say that. Wouldn't that be sweet? I would love it. That would make me buy a VR right there. Man, that would be awesome. All right, second cool. question. Now for my second question. Whatever happened to Pokemon Go? I don't see people walking around it's like dead. flamingos. 
<laughs> or hear horror stories about people stepping off of cliffs or into oncoming traffic. It's funny because my wife plays this game religiously every evening, and because she has no one else to play with, she is trying to talk me into playing it. I need some help as to what direction to guide her to meet other people to play this bullshit game. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. DK. <laughs> oh, boy. Um... Is there a Man. Pokemon Go support group out there? There is. Yeah, there's tons of Pokemon Go community. I mean, the big thing around here, you know, we're Michigan-based. You know, we, we deal with uh, where the weather fucking hurts our face eight months out of the year. Um, we we see it differently because when, when the weather shifts, everything dies. You know, it, it, you don't see, like... I used to I used to enjoy Pokemon Go because it got me back on my mountain bike and I would go and just you know I didn't care a lot about Pokemon Go but it I go and I do a 10 15 mile ride and then because I'm doing the ride I'm like fuck it I'll just throw Pokemon Go up might as well hatch some eggs and do some shit well, who cares you know that was but the problem here is that when it gets cold I don't go on my bike anymore so then I don't give a shit about Pokemon Go anymore but in a, in a climate like you know California or something like that, where year round they have tolerable weather, I think their community for Pokemon Go is probably healthier than ours. But you know, I still see it. I still you know when when we had these couple nice days, people were getting out because you got Gen two Pokemon out now, and and it is such a cool idea. And Niantic has just fumbled it around so much that yeah, the, it's not at the height that it used to be. I mean. You don't see you don't see companies throwing signs up in their window like Pokey Stop here, come on in and have a burger and and get some get some uh, you know lures every hour like like yeah. companies were buying lures and dropping them on their own Pokey Stop just to draw in traffic like that's how crazy this was. Businesses were making money because of Pokemon Go to the point where businesses could sponsor shit in the game so that their so that their own Pokey Stop could be branded with their logo on it. So, I mean. It still has potential. Niantic needs to continue to build on it, and they need to quickly add more functionality, more mechanics to it. Make it make it where it's not just a, you know, a geocache. It's just it's just, it's just me like yeah. running around trying to find a, a a virtual thing that, you know, I can go and attack attack a attack a a poke gem with it. And that's about it. Like, there's just not enough there to keep me entertained. And that's the problem with mobile games in general. There's not a mobile game that exists. Nintendo hasn't been able to do it with Mario Run or Pokemon Go or Fire Emblem Heroes. And nobody else has been able to do it. I mean, yeah, you've got people that are addicted to Candy Crush and, and Angry Birds and all those other things. But in the end, they're just they're, they're addicted to them because they're just simple, mindless, like, okay, I'm going to put 30 minutes into this and then I'm going to go back to work. Like, it's not a real... It's not a real video game. Like that's it's just it's just a a time waster, and I and that's what Pokemon Go is too. As far as what you could do to try to get her to not play with, I mean, I guess you could put out a Craigslist ad, like looking for Pokefret. No, it's a horrible idea. Don't do that. Um, just trying to find some people. There's still some people that are really big into it. Uh, try to find those people, and you know, I don't want to say steer her that way, but I know the people that do play together. You know, I still every now and again when I'm hanging out with my sister, for me it's more I get to spend time with my sister and, you know, we talk and get to play Pokemon and go at the same time. For her, she is still that into the game. So she still loves going out trying to catch Pokemon. I think for me, 
I've kind of died off of it, and the one thing that I think they could do to kind of draw me back in and play a little bit more, or maybe pick it back up uh, on a more continual, ba- a more continual, continual basis, is put the one thing in the game that you had from the beginning and then just killed, which is a tracking system. Like I'm just wandering around aimlessly, saying, "Oh, wait, this Pokemon could be here. Where can I find them? I don't know what the heck's going on." Whereas if I had a little map that said, "Hey, this one you don't have is nearby, within two miles, and it's accurate," I'll walk around for two miles trying to find this thing. Like, it's simple. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's. I think it'd be cool that they added actual battles where you can battle random. Damn, oh, absolutely! Right? That would be great. I mean, that's a huge functionality that exi- that's that Pokemon's built around. That's not in this Pokemon game, and that's just crazy. Yeah, and you have a system built in where they have combat power. Like, you can't tell me that you can't. Oh, here's my combat power and my moves, and here's my combat power and my moves. Now I'm gonna battle these guys. You just gotta put the weakness and resistance and all that stuff into it, which is already built in every other Pokemon game. So, thanks for the question, Dwight. Next one is from Mike TV. Ooh. Hey, guys. It's Mike TV here. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Hoping you're making some good content for me to cut up this week. Well, we were. Till we started reading this question, and now we're chopping it all up. <laughs> Anyways, I was wondering, what's your guys' favorite era of the Bit Wars? 8, 16, or 32? What's your favorite console from that era and why? For me, it's the 32-bit and that sweet, sweet swang Saturn. You can't beat that controller or the pixel-perfect arcade ports. Talk to you soon and game on. Oh, boy. Um, Man. For me, it's simple and easy. It's 16-bit and it's Sega and it's because of Sonic, period. I mean, I like grew up on that more than Mario. So yeah, I grew up on 16-bit. I mean, I grew up with 8-bit. I mean, it's where I started. But I grew up really loving 16-bit Sega, uh, Sonic, Vector Man, Earthworm Jim. You know, those 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 games come to my mind. You know, I love 16-bit now too because it's my favorite generation to collect. I you know Super Metroid. Um, and, and Chrono Cross, or sorry, Chrono Trigger, and um, you know, there's so many games that I love on 16-bit. So I mean, that's that's one thing, and it doesn't just—it's not just sitting on SNES. It's also sitting on Sega, and so yeah, I think 16-bit is close, you know, dearest to my heart. Um, I remember the 32-bit era well. And and I, obviously you, you can give so much credit to the 32-bit with the PlayStation One and and just the amazing library games that were on it. But I I remember the 16-bit the most, and and it was the, it was the best to me. So followed by probably 64-bit on the N64 because of the the way that the um, couch multiplayer aspect was born there and that really like yeah. you know you got your friends you're hanging out with them at school all day and and, and then you're, you know on the weekends and in the evenings you're just hanging out playing you know mario party mario kart golden eye perfect dark like it just it never stopped it was and it was everything was four player everything was fun you're building cardboard dividers to, to hang on your tv so you wouldn't screen cheat i mean um you know that's another special era for me mm-hmm. cable I'm going to have to go 16-bit as well. I don't want to steal the same thing that y'all been saying, but it was what I grew up on. 
um, playing Super Mario World and oh Super Mario World, so good. Oh, Killer Instincts when that finally hit mm-hmm. on the Super Nintendo. Oh my yeah, God, I lost my mind. <laughs> Donkey Kong Country. Oh my man. Mm, yep. Great games. I would say 16-bit. Then closely behind it will be the PlayStation Air. The whole um, 64. The the PS One or the PS PS One, sorry. So thirty two bit. Thirty two bit, yes. Yeah, sir. yeah. Okay. Nice. Thanks for the question, Mike TV. See what I did there. Also, Mike question. Mike is our new YouTube yeah. creator. If you have not been enjoying the YouTube channel, you are missing out. YouTube, Motor City Gaming. We only have like 18 subscribers right now, so I know you're not subscribing. So head on over there, hit that subscribe button, and he's releasing videos like every other day. Uh, a lot of them are cool, like fun clips from the show that he's added a lot of like flair to and just made them really, you know, uh, funny. And then uh, we have our our teaser video from East, and then we're working on some very special shows that are going to be coming to the channel. So make sure you stay subscribed. Make sure you hit that that. Uh, notification button so that way when these shows launch you're notified and you don't miss out on uh, Game Hunters or League of Legends or maybe uh, I don't know maybe some Pop Hunters or something like that I don't know something might, something might be some, some stuff's in the works I can't I can't uh, can't confirm or deny so maybe maybe we'll see I don't know Pop Hunters so do it Pop Hunters YouTube Motor City Gaming subscribe you help us out a lot Pop Hunters okay our last question is from Xander Good old Xander. We all know Destiny and I had a falling out a while ago. But I have to admit, I would be interested in checking out a sequel when it comes out. Maybe it will be different for me if I'm jumping in at the starting point instead of lagging a few years behind. I played a Titan in the first game, but felt no strong connection to any class. I would love a tank class that can take a ton of hits and deal medium damage. Kind of like Reinhardt. I mean, this is something that we talked about in the Alpha show. You know, we said that Destiny needs to evolve with Destiny 2, and they need to, you know, they, they had a, a, you know, as far as the mechanics and the, let's just forget about the story. As far as the mechanics and the gameplay, Destiny is a, is a solid game. It's a lot of fun. It, it plays very well. Bungie should know how to do that, considering they developed Halo. But... They need to build on top of that now. You're coming into Destiny 2 three years later, and you need to really show, like, hey, here's these classes. They have slight, you know, advantages, disadvantages. Here's these races. They have slight, you know, differences. You know, being able to build that so that, yes, someone like Xander can come in and build something that they feel more connected to. They care more about their character. Right now, it's like, hey, you're going to be able to bring over your character from Destiny 1, and appearance-wise, it's going to look the same. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm probably just going to make a new character. Fuck it. I'm going to bring my character over because I want my uh, my my perk or not my perks my uh, my rewards for being a original Destiny player because they're going to give you you know shaders and shit like that. Yeah. So I'll do that, but I'll probably honestly I will probably just build a new character because I don't have a connection to my character because he doesn't mean anything to me because he's just generic and he and there's nothing special about him. You don't even see your character's faces unless you really want to. Yeah. 
I don't because I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I literally I go into options and I say leave helmet on always. Like that's what I that's what I said because I like the I like the look of my helmet more than I do of my character because it was like hey yeah you can be an EXO and here's the three <laughs> the three options you have yep. to build your head. It's not like Skyrim or Mass Effect right where you spend four hours building the look of your character. You don't have that in Destiny. So for me to carry over my character, I don't care. Yeah. So his question is, do you think Destiny would be helped or hurt by having classes similar to the heroes of Overwatch? So I'm assuming not having specific moves for movesets. I'm thinking... Yeah, but classes. Tank, yeah. off support, tank, support DPS, yeah. stuff like that. So here's the, here's the difficult situation Destiny's in right now. You change it too much, and you hurt your existing base that likes your game. So... If this was the first game and we were like, what do we want to see out of Bungie's first game? Like, Then I'd say, yeah, absolutely. But I think if you go down that road and let's say you make someone a tank that players used to like to play as just because they look look cool uh, and now they're tankish and they don't play into that player's style, like, you know, you're hurting, your, you're hurting the fan base at that point. So... I would like to see it personally, but I, I also understand from a developer side that you cannot butcher like you can't change your game drastically that much and still call it Destiny Two and people are like, Whoa, this is complete this is a different yeah. game. I think you can kinda push the game a little in that direction, but it's gotta be minor. Like yeah. you can't just make tanks, DPS and healers. Like you can make it to where you can gear out your person to be a little bit tankier, but they do less damage. You can oh. have a full damage, or you could do like maybe. Uh, I think it, in Destiny, being a first-person shooter, it'd have to almost be like a self-healing class. Yeah, or you can do it in a different way. I guess I could back it up and say you could make it work if you build your character and you can build any character you want. It can look any way you want, and then you choose its class. So you're not you're not tying like example a titan to a to a tank mode yeah that if you would be want really cool. if you want an assault titan you can have it if you want a support titan you can have it but in the end when once you're once you've made your character you have to select a class that i would like that i i would be on board yep. for that it's all ahead okay cool i was wondering what the hell is all the silence <laughs> Did, did you ask? Did something. you ask? Yeah, did you, I don't really yeah. Have yeah. Anything to say about it? Because because you don't play Destiny because yeah. you abandoned us all and you're a piece of shit. I'm sorry, that was mean. I love you, but you are a bad person, a very bad person that abandoned us in the middle of a raid. We all died because of you. Yeah, we went I into this never. raid and it's like, oh, okay, it's three what a three ninety light level now. Mm, three nine, yeah, three ninety yeah, yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. So w most of us are around four hundred, and we're like, oh man, Cable's a great first person shooter. We should get him in the raid with us, and he'd help out. And then he comes all you know in there with like a light level of like two twelve, negative uh, two twelve, three sixty seven, negative three sixty seven, two twelve. I'm not even talking about this raid. I'm talking about the raid where he abandoned Destiny. There was a raid. We were in it. We were halfway through, and then this evil, just maniacal laugh started, and all of a sudden, false cable 2KX dropped out, and that was the last time we ever saw him. False. Ever. Never happened. Even in person, I've never seen him. Never happened. This cable that's running the show, not even cable. Robot. Sheep. Clone. See? <laughs> look, he doesn't even look like cable. I'm referencing the screen like a bad person. <laughs> Jazzy should yell at me right now. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you. 
Thank you, Invalid. Yeah, Invalid. Uh-huh. You leave Cable alone. That man is national is a national treasure. Yeah. For Overwatch only, because he abandoned every other game known to God. I'm going to be playing Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you For a week. Be. Until you make the national team <laughs> yeah, for if make, Overwatch. If you make the national team in Overwatch, then I'll forgive you for all of your sins. Yeah, so you better make it, or that's it. You're done. Anyways. Toast. So that's your emails? Those are my emails. Well, thank you, everybody, for sending in your questions. You can always send in questions all week long at info at MotorCityGaming.com. Yeah. So I'll please. have somebody read them to me so that I can read them. You did pretty. You did all right. I'm not, gonna give yeah, you credit. Not too bad High today. five, right here. High yeah. five. Bring it in there. There you go. Um, we touched. <laughs> you know what? I'm taking it back. <laughs> I'm taking it back. We had a good moment. We best friends you always now. ruin we it. We best friends. But seriously, thank you for all your questions and support. You can always send them in to info at motorcitygaming.com. Leave them in the Gamezilla podcast group on Facebook or on the Motor City Gaming page, wherever it is that you like to get your MCG news. Get your MCG on. That's right. All right. Well, uh, we want to thank we want to thank Detroit Beard Collective once again for sponsoring this episode of the Gamezilla Podcast. Remember to use the code MC Gaming to save twenty percent on all your beard grooming orders over twenty five dollars. And if retro video gaming is your thing, then listen to the Legend of Retro Podcast every Thursday in all of the same great places that you can listen to this great show and if you like this great show please make sure you're listening to gamezilla alpha it is our newest show it's five episodes deep six episodes if you include the pilot and the pilot yeah yeah listen to the pilot you'll get you'll understand that it's a good piece it's a good piece but Please check out the uh, GameZilla Alpha podcast. It is currently in the new and noteworthy section of iTunes. So if you can subscribe and give it five stars, leave a review. That helps us a ton right now in the first couple months of its lifespan because it helps a, a lot of growth within the iTunes you know, SEO and, and, and population within the search engine. So blah, blah, blah. No one cares about that. Please just review it, heart it, poop emoji it, whatever it is. Give us love. Five stars helps us a ton. Gamezilla Alpha, our focus show every week on Sundays. That um, last week was our Destiny 2 reveal, and the week yeah. before that was our Horizon Zero Dawn review, spoiler free. So if you haven't beat the game, you can still enjoy the review. I'm going to give you a spoiler right now. It's a great game. This next episode may be another uh, interview that we had with the industry. Game developer. Yeah. Very cool interview, so make sure you're ready to learn about what it takes to make a game. All right, um, besides that, anything else we need to plug before we go? Just a reminder, the new YouTube channel, it's very important that you guys yeah, do it. transition over to the new channel, Motor City Gaming. It's got 18 subscribers right now, so I know a lot of you need to head over there because the old channel will be shutting down. So you'll see a video going up on the old channel here soon from Mike. Uh, getting you guys to be more familiar with him, and he will be uh, letting you know how the transition is going to go and and when the old channel is going to shut down. So we want to make sure everybody is in the new channel, subscribed and ready to rock before we launch these new shows that I think everybody's really going to enjoy. So besides that, um, thank you to all of our patrons. Welcome to our new patrons. 
The April game giveaway voting is up, so make sure to head on over to patreon.com slash GameZilla Podcast, and you can vote for which game you want to be the giveaway this month. I think that's all I got, so uh, just remember, we are the elite free DLC for all your gaming news, and until next time, game Game on! on! Man, we're free. DuckTales, woo! Oh, now you do it. Oh, was I off? Was I late? A little bit. Mm, sorry, I thought I was in time. say you're about two hours late. Oh. I'm going to do this just for you. What did you forget? Yeah, Metro Monday. Yeah, there you go. You didn't say it in the show at all. <laughs>